Hey guys, happy Wednesday. It's Zachary. Welcome back to my podcast, Zachary Reality. Today's podcast, um, what's up on the agenda is we have our three YouTube videos that were this week all transferred into audio content. So the first video is talking all about The Golden Bachelor. We're going into depth. We're going into all the predictions and thoughts on how the season is going to go. Next up, we will be chatting about Claim to Fame this week. The, the, the person that was eliminated and who their dad is, Eddie Murphy. Um, so all my thoughts on Claim to Fame. I give you guys a little bit of thoughts on the Barbie movie I saw, but I'm going to do a full recap tomorrow on my channel on YouTube. So stay tuned. And then we're also talking about The Bachelorette this week with all the Braden drama and him finally self-eliminating. And that will lead us into our interview with Haley Mills. Haley was on Clayton's season of The Bachelor and on Bachelor in Paradise. She was sent home at the rose ceremony first both times. So it's a very interesting perspective to have knowing that she just could not make it past the first row ceremony, but we love her. She is so funny. You guys are going to enjoy the interview. So three things on the agenda, just so you guys know what's in today's podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys stay tuned. I hope you guys rate and review this podcast. And today I'm actually going to Fox Studios to shoot a YouTube video with a few cool people talking about like stars on Mars and special forces and all the Fox shows. I don't exactly know what I have in store for me today, but it's going to be an in-person shoot. I'm leaving in like an hour and I'm kind of nervous. So I need to start doing my makeup soon and get ready, but I know it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to kill it and the content's going to be amazing. So I don't know when it will come out on their channel, but obviously I'll link it on my Instagram story and TikTok and stuff, but it's going to be a fun day. And, um, I'm excited for the weekend. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to Vegas next week. Um, more on that later. And let's just play the podcast. All right, guys. Bye. Okay, let's take a look at the Golden Bachelor. He posts his thirst traps in a leather-bound album. What is up, guys? Happy Monday. Good morning. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. It's Zachary Reality. And we are here to talk about the Golden Bachelor, who was just announced today. I knew they were going to announce it so early. So I'm sorry that this YouTube video came a few hours late since the announcement that was done at like, what, 6 a.m. on Good Morning America, which means 3 a.m. in Los Angeles. Is that how it works? I woke up for like a second at like 6 something a.m. because my brain knew that I needed to like wake up and see who this guy was and make a video. If you call him, he'll answer the phone right back to sleep. It's now like 9.30. I was able to get out of bed, make some breakfast, as in like iced coffee and some peanut butter crackers. And I really wanted to come on here and make a video, even though everyone's been freaking out about this for the past like six hours. So maybe less people are freaking out, but I still wanted to go through the Golden Bachelor with you guys. We have to talk about it in a little bit more full detail because we have 71-year-old Jerry Turner taking over the Bachelor franchise as the new lead. He's Gary, and I'm your first Golden Bachelor. Oh my god. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. If you guys are new to my channel, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, ring the bell so you're notified whenever I post, and let's get into it. So I'm going to be going through the Variety article with all of the information, and we're going to give some commentary. So The Golden Bachelor, ABC's senior citizen star, finally revealed as 71-year-old grandpa. And here's some photos. So is that a senior citizen? Usually starts at 65. So he's definitely a senior citizen. It used to be 75. I feel like I grew up thinking it was 75, but 
it's actually 65. So he's here and he's proving that it's never too late to find love again. Um, he is a 71-year-old grandfather from Indiana, and he will be looking for love this fall. The Bachelor has been on since 2002, so they're describing this as a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. Um, it's a hopeless romantic, is given a second chance at love to search for a partner to whom he can share the sunset years of his life. The spinoff will air Mondays in the fall at 10 p.m., and it is a new twist to ABC's longest-running dating show, which has gone on for two decades, mostly centering around 20-something and 30-something casts. The oldest Bachelor ever was Ari Leyendijk, and he was like 36. And then Claire Crawley was the oldest Bachelorette. She was 39, and everyone was kind of coming for her and him about their ages, especially because Ari was dating a 22-year-old, Becca. She made it to the top five, short-haired Becca with the baby hair, not Becca Kufrin. And everyone was freaking out about that age gap. So I remember when this news broke um, a couple months ago, I was in New York staying at my friend Sophia's, and I told her that there's going to be a Golden Bachelor. And she was like, she doesn't really watch the show, but she was like, I bet you they're going to find like 35-year-olds and like 45-year-olds and like do that kind of situation. And honestly, you never know. Like we know what Jerry looks like. I think his name's actually pronounced Gary. So excuse me, but we need hot milfs. We need hot grandmas. We need drama. I watched middle-aged women fight on the Real Housewives of whatever city it is every week. So The Bachelor is going to be no different. Do I want it to be a little bit more wholesome? And, you know, I don't know, because I don't want it to be like sad. You know, I think a lot of people are a little nervous that it could be like sad. Like, if they talk about like dying in depth and they're like 20 years that they could have left on earth. And like, it's just such a sad concept to think about. So I hope that the show doesn't focus a lot of conversations around depth, death and old age. However, I also feel like it is really relatable. It's not talked about enough. You know, there's plenty of people who are watching TV in their seventies and their eighties and their sixties. And maybe some of you guys watching me on YouTube are that old. Like those conversations need to be normalized and put on TV. Like I think about my grandma who's 85, she's in the nursing home. She keeps up with the bachelor survivor. She keeps up with all the celebrity drama. And I always talk to her on the phone. And when I visit her in New York, you know, a couple times a year, like we talk about whatever's going on. And my grandma is probably going to love watching the show because she'll find it so relatable. So maybe the Bachelor audience who's been watching the show for 20 years, maybe there is a little bit of an older audience. And that is why the producers thought of this idea to start catering to them, because those conversations need to be shown on TV. And, you know, older people matter, too. We all matter. Like, literally, everyone matters and everyone deserves to find love, no matter how old you are or how young you are. And I think that there's just different perspectives you get as you get older. So this is going to be a very eye-opening show for me to watch as someone who is 26. I'm, I've never seen, you know, older people find love on TV. Like my example of older love is my grandparents um, and both my grandmas are widows. So this is going to be a very different show and it's probably going to hit home. Um, but as I was saying earlier to my point is I hope it doesn't get super sad and emotional and I hope it's still like funny and dramatic. You know, I hope there's a good, there has to be a good mix and I'm sure there will be as time goes later on. And I also do believe that when we get to the hometown visits that instead of meeting the parents, you're going to be meeting the kids. And in this case, sometimes grandkids. So it's going to be a very fun show. It's on at 10 p.m., which is another thing that's crazy is that you would assume that, you know, people of a certain age go to sleep a little bit earlier, right? We don't always stay up so late. So why is it on at 10? Is Bachelor in Paradise going to be on that time as well from like 8 to 10? I cannot imagine Bachelor in Paradise being a one-hour show. I think Paradise will be 8 to 10 and then The Golden Bachelor will be 10 to 11. 
But like, why do they have to do it on three nights? Like, that's literally insane. If you guys are fans of Real Housewives and Bravo, last night they put on The Real Housewives of Atlanta from eight to nine, Real Housewives of New York City, the premiere from nine to 10, Sonia and Luann's Crappy Lake, 10 to 10.30. And then Andy Cohen came on for Watch What Happens Live at 11 with the whole new cast of The Real Housewives of New York City. Is that like four hours of TV for one night? too much, too, too, too much, too, too much. Like even covering claim to fame than The Bachelorette, that's three hours of TV in one night. Like it is a lot of TV on at once. I really would rather have it just be like on two different nights. Like I will dedicate two different nights to The Bachelor. Like it doesn't have to be on one night. It's just a lot. Do you guys feel like that? I'm not even talking about as like someone who covers the show. I'm just saying it's a lot to like digest and process, especially when you want to like be invested and pay attention. And obviously like you can solve your issues, your issues by watching the next day on Hulu or any streaming service. But, you know, you want to watch sometimes live time and tweet with people and, you know, hear what's going on. But anyway, let's get back to Gary. Gary is a charming 71-year-old patriarch who will show that love stories only get better with age. A retired restauranteur and doing father and grandfather, Gary lives in his dream house on a beautiful lake in Indiana. He's often busy hosting barbecues, playing pickleball, cheering on his favorite Chicago sports teams four-wheeling and spending time with friends, families at restaurants and local haunts. So it seems like he has his whole life together. He has a great family. He lives on a beautiful house on the lake. Cannot wait to see it. I want to go to a lake. I like need to go to a lake. I grew up like on the East Coast. Now I live on the West Coast. So it's just like, I'm always by the beach in the water, but I've been craving a lake lately. So I'm glad that he is super active. He stays young and he has a great life, it seems like. So he really definitely is looking for someone. So it sounds like he has good intentions and he's not clout chasing or trying to be an Instagram influencer. He did just make an Instagram today, I saw. Um, you can literally, they, they tagged him on Instagram, produced like whatever it is. Um, but I don't know if he's running it, but he definitely is like looking for the one. So I hope that he finds it. Um, do we think he's ever going to get married again? Does the show going to want him make him get engaged? We know that the show gets pressured to get engaged when it's the Bachelorette or a Bachelor season. Even Paradise, there's less pressure, but they always want at least one or two engagements. So do you think that Gary is going to get engaged? I feel like there needs to be less pressure for him. Like, does he really want that? Like, you can still find your life partner and not get engaged and married. But I totally support him getting engaged and married if that's what he wants. But I hope that he does it because it's what he wants to do and not because it's what America and the TV show and the producers want him to do. My uncle is actually getting married for the second time and I'm going to his wedding in New York in September. And I believe he is 65. So a little bit younger than Gary, but he still is a little bit older in life. And this is his second marriage. It's her second marriage as well. She's around the same age as him. They've been together for like four years. So they wanted to get married and they wanted to do it. You know, some people want to just find a life partner. Other people want that wedding and they want that um, fairy tale. And my uncle's wedding, he said it's only going to be about 94 to 100 people. And that I am not even allowed to bring a plus one unless I'm in a serious relationship. This is my dad's brother. And like, I understood because it's like a small wedding. I already know what my cousins and enough people there. You don't need to always bring a plus one to the wedding. And weddings later on in life, you know, sometimes they have different rules. So back to Gary's backstory, because he married his high school sweetheart, Tony, in 1974. They lived a happy life together for 43 years with their two daughters, Angie and Jenny, and later their two granddaughters, Charlie and Peyton. Sadly, Tony suddenly fell ill and died in 2017. Six years after her passing and with the support of his family, Gary is ready to find love again. So that's really cute that he married his high school sweetheart. That was probably the only person he's ever been with. That was the love of his life. 
Um, I feel like six years definitely seems like a long enough time to move on. I mean, I'm sure he still is mourning the loss of his wife in many ways. I'm also curious how she passed away, what illness she had. And I'm sure that will be revealed throughout the show as we get to know Gary a little bit more. I'm sure we'll hear more about his past with his wife. I'm sure he'll bring it up on dates, on one-on-one -on -one dates. I also can imagine Gary doing like the Bachelor Nation podcasts. Like it's going to be so much fun to see Gary like be an influencer. I mean, there are plenty older people who are famous on TikTok and famous in online. And they're like our famous celebrities. Like there's that grandma on TikTok who's hilarious. There's the four gays who are hilarious on TikTok. Like Gary could have a career in podcasting and social media. Like who knows what he will take away from this experience as The Bachelor. And these pictures are amazing. It looks like they took them right on the lake. He is a retired restauranteur and a father and a grandfather. So what do you guys think about Gary? I'm totally here for this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch it. And I think it's going to be really fun to have commentary. Do I think they'll do this next season with an older Bachelorette? Maybe if this goes well, they possibly could. So what do you guys think about The Golden Bachelor? What do you think the age range of contestants are going to be? What do you want to see for Gary? Do you want to see him get engaged and married at the end of this? Let me know all your thoughts on The Golden Bachelor below. And I will see you guys later tomorrow. If you guys have not kept up on my content, I just did recent interviews with Jane and Carly from Claim to Fame. You can check that out on my channel. Upcoming this week, we have Haley Mails from Bachelor Nation. She'll be on my channel for an interview. Not exactly sure when I'm dropping it, so stay tuned. And of course, I will be watching Charity's season of The Bachelorette tonight. But tonight, I'm also going to a screening for the movie Barbie with TikTok to see the Barbie movie. So that actually comes out on Friday, but I'm going to see it tonight on Monday. So I actually plan on giving you guys a review of the movie this week before it comes out. So you can know if you want to see it and what it's about. So I'll give a little tease after I watch it. So I'm so excited. You came to me on the balcony saying you're going to pack your bags and leave. That's a problem. Hi. How's it going? What's the conversation? Hi, guys. Welcome back to my channel. Hi. It's Zachary Reality, and happy Tuesday. You're probably wondering why my shirt says drunk. It actually says drunk AF. Drunk AF. Not that I am that, because I'm the farthest thing from that. But I did get this shirt in college for, like, a St. Patrick's Day parade. How many shirts do you guys still have from, like, college or even high school? Like, there's a few that just kind of hang around and you just throw them on whenever. So that's what I did. So welcome back to my channel. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up and subscribe if you are new here. Today is Tuesday, so we are going to be chatting about last night's episode of Claim to Fame and The Bachelorette. Because Brayden is gone. You apologize to John, bro. You, you apologize to John. He was gone. He came back. Back, and then he left again and he left on his own terms so let's chat about that but first we're going to talk about claim to fame for a second because Shane was eliminated so if you guys are not watching claim to fame this season let me know why in the comments down below because it is getting so good I have just gotten to the point where I'm like whoa I'm obsessed it's giving me traitors like I like how it is a bunch of people doing challenges and strategizing and making alliances and turning on each other it's getting good I'm really really into it and then the big update, major update, y'all know what I'm going to say, is that they're switching the time slots. So Claim to Fame, which was originally from 8 to 9, is now going to be from 10 to 11. And The Bachelorette, which was originally from 9 to 11, is now going to be 8 to 9. I wonder why they did that. Now, I originally said in my first video that I'm glad that Claim to Fame was on first, because otherwise I 
would have probably never discovered this show and got into it because after The Bachelorette, I go on to film my content and see what's going on and then I go to sleep, right? So whatever. So now that The Bachelorette is on instead of claim to fame, like what? Like, was is this the plan all along? Was the plan to get people hooked on claim to fame? Was the numbers and the ratings something weird? Were people complaining about The Bachelorette being on too late because it is more of a popular show than claim to fame? I'm still going to keep up with both shows regardless of this, but what do you guys think about this? Was this like a plan to get just more press or something? Because you know, sometimes people want like a little wow, you know, when it's like the middle of the season. I don't even know, but like this could somehow be strategic. But what do you guys think about the time changes? I'm kind of like indifferent about it but I'm just like shocked it just it really it was more shocking than what happened with Shane and with Brayden so we're down Shane and Brayden they both left so Shane was eliminated she is Eddie Murphy's daughter icon and I looked up claim to fame and I was like wait these are all A-list celebrities relatives like I didn't even realize that at first I thought at first I thought maybe like B-list at least but like everyone's A-list Dolly Parton Tom Hanks and then whoever else is going to be revealed big time celebs and I love that they give video messages while the contestants go home so then we can really see the relationship and this week we saw Shane's relationship with her dad Eddie Murphy who is an icon was he not the donkey in Shrek? Ugh, icon, icon. So Shane was blindsided, kind of. You know, Cole, he was in the bottom two with Hugo. So the challenge was that everybody was blindfolded and they had to kind of feel metal things and whoever got the most points won and there was like new teams. But Hugo and Cole were in the bottom two and a lot of people were trying to figure out who they wanted to put up to be the guesser. I thought it was going to be Hugo because I felt like Hugo has been the talk of the town. I feel like a lot of people want him out. Hmm, do they? Carson was freaking out all episode. She was like, no, it's going to be me. I'm going to be devastated. Like, Carson, like, calm down. Oh, my God. The suspense was, like, killing me because, like, Carson was just freaking out for so long. But Chris, he is running this show. And I think because his edit is so, like, large, he's not going to win the show because I've always thought that in competition shows, the winner kind of sneaks up on you. Chris, when he goes home, I think next week or the week after, because now his like ego is getting too big. He's running the house. He is the whole show. That's kind of when they want to crash. It's like the climax mid-season. So I kind of predict Chris will go home next week or the week after. But Shane went home because everybody voted for Cole to be the guesser. And he was going to guess Carson relative because Carson is really not in an alliance with him but he wanted to make sure he was 100% sure and he knew that Shane's dad was Eddie Murphy it seemed like a lot of people in the house knew so he wanted to do the safe bet and he turned on his friend he turned on his cuddle buddy he turned on his alliance he turned on the girl that he might have had a crush on was she playing him like a fiddle or did they have chemistry what do you guys think let me know I don't blame him it's a game there's like what eight people left nine people there's not there was nine now there's eight someone needs to win did you come to this game to play to win or did you come to make friends or did you come thinking you wanted to win but then you got really close to people and you couldn't turn on them it depends on what everybody wants from the experience we saw last week that jane she couldn't lie to people anymore she couldn't keep up the act of pretending to be jane when she was really jada and she talked about it on my channel and on my podcast if you guys listened last week why did you pick chris to guess and then why did you think he was related to elvis here we go i had thought monet had chosen mine and i didn't realize that part of that clue that scared me was not very well known to people that weren't hardcore dolly fans so she couldn't go through with it it takes a very 
specific type of person to win a game like this. You have to be okay with lying, cheating, manipulating, and turning on your friends. And there's really nothing wrong with that when you sign up for a game. If you're doing that in real life, probably don't want to be around you. But if it's a game, you got to do what you got to do. And I am team Cole all the way because I play to win when I play games. Some people play for fun. I play to win. I'm competitive. So shame was eliminated. And I mean, it's sad. Monet lost her best friend. They were like inseparable, but it was time. It was time for Shane to go. I think that she was a threat to a lot of people, but ultimately it was Cole's decision since he was the guesser. And I think he made the right one. Okay, now moving on to The Bachelorette. Um, I started the show about 30 minutes late last night because I went to the Barbie premiere. I went to a Barbie screening. TikTok invited me and it was so much fun to see the movie. I just saw it last night on Monday. And then when I came back, it was like 9.30, but the movie comes back, the movie comes out on Friday. So I think everybody should see it. And I will also be giving a Barbie screening YouTube video. I'm going to recap the movie for you guys on my channel in the next day or two. So definitely stay tuned because I'm going to spill all the tea before the movie comes out and let you know exactly what you need to expect. But I was able to get a screener for Claim to Fame since I've been able to do a couple interviews with some contestants. So I watched Claim to Fame earlier in the day. And then I came home, picked up The Bachelorette, and it was like 9 30 9 35 and this was the time when charity was bringing Brayden aside and then he sent himself home so I was so confused what the context was and all the build-up leading up to it so I, I went back on Hulu and watched the first like 30 40 minutes this morning so I can like figure out what was going on but my mind was blown when I walked in and I was like oh my god more Brayden drama like what I miss what's going on and then he sent himself home it is bro I don't want to be here with you what I was shocked because I didn't know the buildup. So I was like, wait, why did he send himself home? Charity, you were supposed to come to your senses and send him home. But Brayden, Mr. Talker, talk, talk, talk. He kept on telling all the other guys how he felt. There was the one scene, I think he was talking to Xavier and he was like venting about Aaron B. And he was like saying like how he just was being realistic about the process. And he was like, whatever he was saying, he was just like, it seemed like he didn't know that there was a camera on him or something. I don't know. But he was just going around like saying that he did not think he was going to be able to get engaged at the end of this during the Girl Scouts dates. He was like, I just want to be content. He got jealous with Charity dating other guys. So he ultimately pulled himself out of the competition. And Charity was really upset about it because she was so into him. Like we said from the beginning, she, he got the first impression rose. He got um, a one-on-one -on -one with a rose. Like she actually was into him. So even though he had drama with all the guys, and that was evident during the Girl Scouts group date when they all said they wanted to eat Brayden. Wait, I want to... We need to participate in this trend. They all said they wanted to eat Brayden. Charity didn't care if some of the guys like had it out for him or if he wasn't the most popular guy in the house. Like she literally did like him. And she was kind of upset when he sent himself home, especially because she probably wanted to make that decision for herself. And I wonder when she would have made it, but he made the decision for her. So I hope that this is something that Charity can kind of learn and grow from because she she should have sent him home. Charity should have been the one to send him home. Brayden, I feel like it's backwards. I don't know if it's backwards or not, but Brayden, they all voted for Brayden. We have to sacrifice someone, don't we? Yeah, I could not believe that he sent himself home. And, you know, she really liked him, but ultimately, like, he was just being a negative. He just like could not deal with the process. And all the guys were really coming for him. I mean, he obviously put his foot in his mouth so many times and there, what else is there to talk about in the house? 
he really was like always the person like saying things that he shouldn't say. So I'm not surprised that a lot of the guys came for him. And he really took a lot of his anger out on Aaron B, who, you know, last week told Charity some of the things that he was saying when he already had a rose at the cocktail party. And I said last week that I thought Aaron B did the right thing because he did. Aaron B needed to tell Charity what Brayden was saying. Otherwise, she wouldn't have known what a jackass he was being in the house. But Brayden really got upset that Aaron B told Charity that and thought that he was like trying to mess with their connection because he was like threatened or jealous. And that like wasn't the case. But My relationship with her has nothing to do with you. I didn't talk about your relationship with her. I talked about your actions around the house because I feel like your actions have not matched with what you're actually telling Charity. You came to me on the balcony and said you're gonna pack your bags and leave. That's a problem. But that's how Brayden saw things. So he took the problems he was having in his relationship with Charity, he took out on Aaron B and their tension and their drama Aaron B versus Brayden really squared up all the way till the end because Brayden ended up coming back to talk to Charity. He kind of wanted to just like leave on a better note. It didn't seem like he wanted to go back into the house. Fine, I think that's fair. Like he did kind of leave on a sour note. I mean, it was wrong that he interrupted the guy that he interrupted, but that guy got like really pissed off too. Like, bro, I think his name was John. You would have got a rose anyway if Charity really liked you, I promise. But I understand how frustrating it is when you don't get so much time with the person and like timing is of the essence. But where Brayden went wrong is that he, well, he walked by the guys without acknowledging them. Never a smart move. In Bachelor Nation history, you do not walk in without acknowledging the group. Remember Heather from Matt James's season? Remember Chantel from, whose season was she on? Chantel, she walked in like episode three. Ben Flanick, but she originally was on, I don't care about her personal life, like what season was she on? Brad Womack's season. And then she went to Ben Flanick's season. I'm dead. Yeah, and it just doesn't go well when you walk past to talk to the lead and don't acknowledge the group. So that's where Brayden went wrong. And they all confronted him in the van, which was like a lot. It just kind of felt like a big gang up. And it's just like, why can't he just drive away? Everyone's like, go home, go home. As in like, it's not up to them. It's just like, when will the guy who's driving the car like shut the door and just step on the pedal. Like why was he just sitting in the van with all these guys gathered around him? It was just like a lot to watch. And I kind of felt bad for him in that moment, but I'm so excited to see what Brayden has to say for himself at the Mentel All because he really came in hot this season. A lot of it probably was the edit, but he also was being really immature. Was he being realistic at times? I mean, he definitely spoke facts at times about how crazy the show is, but like, we already know that it's a show. Like you signed up for it. Like he was like acknowledging things that like we already knew. Like he's just like speaking for the room when it's just like unnecessary. Like he just says the unspoken things. I didn't want to see these jackasses who so I'm not happy with you, bro. Aaron, so I'm not sad that he's gone. He was not right for charity. He was the drama on the show, but it was just getting too much. So now we can focus on the nine or 10 or eight remaining guys. So bye, Brayden. I can't wait to see what he says at the Mentel All. And I honestly think he went to Paradise. I think he went to Bachelor in Paradise. Not sure, but. Welcome back, Queen Serena. Other than that, I don't even remember who else went home. A couple other guys went home who just like didn't have a lot of airtime. But then Charity's first one-on-one -on -one date was with Dutton. And a lot of people think that he's going to be the winner and that he's going to be her person. And they had a really great connection. They jumped off a bridge. 
I would never do that ever. A lot of people on The Bachelor will write like what their biggest fear is, like when they're like during when they're doing the application process. And whenever you say your biggest fear is, a lot of times producers in the past would put people on dates that they wrote was their biggest fear. So like for example, Chelsea during Juan Pablo season, she didn't even jump off the bridge. She had the same date as Charity and Dutton where they had to jump off the bridge in Washington, right? Oh my God, they're in Washington. I forgot to mention that. So this girl Chelsea, like she refused to jump off the bridge with Juan Pablo. Like she was too scared. She was not going to do it. And I'm like, yes, I can't believe they did it twice. I would never jump off a bridge. I'm so scared of heights. I'm so scared of falling. I do not want to go skydiving. I don't go on roller coasters. I could never do that. And Dutton is so tall. Charity must have felt so safe. She must have felt so safe. So she's totally smitten over him. They have a really great connection. And I think they're going to go the distance. He's definitely going to be in my top four with Aaron B, Xavier, who got the second one on one date. And then Joey, who is just the cutest, isn't he? He just gets cuter every single episode. I swear to God. And then Sean is starting to get a little bit more airtime. So maybe he'll get like five or six. And then the rest of the guys, I don't think I know their names. I know there's one John, um, but I don't know anyone else's name yet. Sorry. And Xavier had the second date and it also went really well. Um, Charity was kind of talking about some of her insecurities and her past relationships. And Xavier was talking about like his father and his mother and how like, good of a relationship they have and how his mom is sick, but her father will still do anything for her, like no matter what it is. And that's like how he wants to treat a woman. So I thought it was really sweet and really cute. And he got the rose as well. So that was kind of the episode. We're down to like eight guys left on The Bachelorette. We're down to like eight people left on Claim to Fame. And I want to hear what you guys thought of the two episodes. Or what did you think of the big Brayden meltdown? What did you think of Cole turning on Shane? Let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. And be sure to give this video a thumbs up and subscribe. And tomorrow I am going to be dropping my interview with Bachelor Nation's Haley Mails. I was hoping to go back a third time and get sent home again. So oh. I could be the first one to be sent home without a rest three times in a row. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. I'm going to drop it right in the morning. <laughs>
PT, OT, doctors, everything like going on during the day. So it's easier to kind of focus on what I need to do for my kids and like my tasks and not be too overwhelmed, but mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Okay, well then tell me about the gym. You mentioned the gym. What are we doing at the gym? Booty squats, lifting, what's the goal? <laughs> well, I initially went, started going to the gym because I was like, listen guys, I just really want a fat ass. Like I'm going to be upfront and straightforward. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, well, we'll put, set you up with a personal trainer and we'll get you on the grind. Um, So I was working with a personal trainer every week and now I only work with her once a month because I feel like I've gotten in like the habit of it. And it's funny how it's kind of shifted because I initially went with the intention of like getting a perfect hourglass figure and like kind of focusing on that. And now it's just, I care more about being strong. Mm -hmm. Um, So like getting like a bigger back and bigger biceps and stuff. So now it's like, it's just nice to be a woman and also um, feel like I'm really strong. And like, it's something that I didn't think I would be able to do because I was always like the nerdy, like bookworm type of girl mm -hmm. that didn't like breaking a sweat. So it's nice to prove to myself that like I can do something and like be something different than what I thought I was my whole life. So, yeah, that's so cool. I've always like looked at myself as like a wimp too. Like I've always been really skinny. I've never been like the strongest. And like I've always told myself that like one day I would go to the gym and work out, but like only if I had a personal trainer. Yeah, I feel like it's totally worth the money because it's an investment in yourself. That's how I view it, because I'm like, you only get have to work with them maybe a year and then you have it figured out for yourself um and I've been trying to get my mom on it too because my mom's like oh I don't have anyone to go with like I want to get into working out but I just like don't have the motivation of all it's not motivation it's discipline second of all if you know you're struggling with that like I feel like the investment is kind of necessary to at least get started you know yeah but, okay yeah. Well, I'm sure you've influenced a few people that you kind of influenced me too a little bit. So um, I'll get okay. back to you on that. I do go on walks though. Like I make sure to walk a lot. So I'm definitely exercising and I eat my fruits and vegetables. So I'm doing something right. That's the most important thing. I feel like you get your steps in out in LA, right? Like a lot of walking, not, not too much driving out there. Yeah. I mean, I drive like whenever I need to go somewhere far, but there's plenty of yeah. things I could walk to, like to get, to go to the coffee shop, but like the grocery store, I have to drive to, I'll go on my steps just cause like I'm home all home a lot of times during the week. So it's like, I need to get fresh air. But now that it's summer, I go tanning by the pool. If you can't tell super tan. Um, For sure. where, where you're in Orlando, right? Is that where you grew up? Yeah. I'm in Orlando. I grew up here. Nothing's too crazy. I mean, it's really just Disney World. It's an hour to the beach and back. Um, I finally renewed my Disney pass, so mm. exciting times. <laughs> kind of lame to be a Disney adult, but there's not much else to do here. <laughs> Were you ever a Disney princess? I was not, no. Oh, a few other no. girls from your season were. That's our hunter girl, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, let's talk about the good old Bachelor Nation. As I mentioned, you were eliminated first on yes. both and <laughs> both seasons. I know. Have you ever seen Survivor? Way, way back in the day. So there was a girl, I think her name was Francesca. She was voted out first on Redemption Island with Boston Rob. And then they brought her back for fans versus favorites because she made such an impression. And then they voted her out <laughs> first again on that. Yeah, it's chaotic. <laughs> and I even asked, um, what's her name? Bachelor Data. And it has happened a few times before. And I, part of me was hoping to go back a third time and get sent home again. 
So oh. I could be the first one to be sent home without a rose three times in a row. But um, I didn't go back to paradise this year. So oh, so there was a few other people who were yeah. eliminated on first on two shows. So you're not the you're not you don't have the worst you don't mm-hmm. have the record. Who's who has the record? Did you get that from Bachelor Data? I didn't get the record, but she listed at least like five other people that mm-hmm. were eliminated first round on the Bachelor and then eliminated first round on Paradise. They weren't necessarily like first sand, but they were like eliminated like at the first row ceremony that they were there for. Mm-hmm. One of them was even Tajwan because I think she went on like three three times total, but the first two times she went on, she was eliminated first round. And I don't remember the other names. Okay, so it's a small group of people. It's it's kind of a flex, honestly. Like Kind of iconic. That's why I was like, bring me back and send me <laughs> home. Like, this will be hilarious. Like, this will be my thing. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I want to talk about you in paradise, but we have to like get through Clayton season first. So like, how did you get on the show and why did you want to go on it? This is going to sound really weird, but I was a big Bachelor fan mm-hmm. to begin with. So I had been watching the show since Sean Lowe's season. I know a lot of people don't like to admit it, that they're yeah. Bachelor fans before they go on the show, but like I'll admit it. <laughs> um, and kind of growing up, I was like, I feel like I kind of want to go on that show one day. And then I got to the point where I had graduated nursing school and I kind of had a job and everything. And I said, well, now's the time to do it if I'm going to do it. So I went ahead and like let my friends know and they nominated me. And I went through the whole interview process, which was during quarantine at the time. So it was all virtual. And then, yeah, they wanted me. So ours was the first season back in the mansion since Peter's season, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And speaking of Peter, were you guys ever dating? Because didn't you post a picture together and there was a few people talking? (laughs) Yeah, no, we were never dating. (laughs) It was just it was just a bunch of us went for his um, book launch up in New York City. And I posted a picture with him and then people started putting question marks around it. But no. (laughs) That was never a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. I I asked for the people. I, I do it for the listeners. You do it for the listeners, and we respect it. We love yeah. the drama. We love stirring a little bit of the pot, you know? Yeah, so did you love my page, or have you ever seen my page before you went on the show? I had, yeah. I followed all, like, the Bachelor accounts already, and, like, it's important to me now that I follow a lot of these because I have... I'm terrible. I have not watched the show since yeah. I've been off of it. So I really keep up with it through, like bachelor data bachelor windmill what is that one yeah like all of those accounts that post like memes and stuff so I kind of always know what's going on but not necessarily watching the show yeah fair enough well I'll I'll always get you for a good recap if you need one um right (laughs) yeah let's talk about Clayton though did you know he was going to be the lead what was your thoughts who did you want um we didn't find out till last minute who the lead was gonna be and when I found out it was him I was pretty excited because I was like he looks like the type of guy we go for like athletic tall Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously I didn't know much about his personality but that's what you're meant to do when you go on the show and everything and everything that they told us about him seemed like a good catch you know they were like he's really funny he's really charismatic I'm like that sounds perfect I'm so excited to meet him I remember like the excitement leading up to it and like all the last minute shopping and like feeling like I needed to bring extra foundation and extra this and that like just in case I'm there for a really long time like because nobody goes into it with the thought in their mind that they're going to go home so early yeah well I'd say some people probably like go into it thinking they're not even going to make it that far either like it's probably both sides of the coin right I don't know it's tough because everybody in that mansion is so beautiful and like unique and successful in their own 
own ways and like they all bring different things to the table that's like I can't see any of these women going home night one because they're so incredible but like somebody's got to go home night one and it really oh. comes down to like did you get time with him like which I didn't so I think that was a really big factor you didn't get any time the whole night no I only had my intro with him like my limo entrance that I was so nervous for what was that I probably even said oh my gosh I had him open a pickle jar I don't even eat pickles I don't like pickles the whole basis of it was like I don't need a man except for like open tough things like open jars for me kill bugs and like reach super high up things other than that I'm a super like self-sufficient woman mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of like the idea behind having him open a jar for me um which is actually funny that they didn't show, like he struggled with it for a little bit. And I was like, it's not super glued, I promise. <laughs> were you able to open it or you just didn't try? Because it was the whole thing. I didn't try, but usually I can't open jars regardless. I can't even open water bottles half the time, so. Do you have a jar right now? Do you have a jar right now? Can you give us a demonstration? I don't have a jar right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Okay, well, you're gonna have to make a TikTok now. I'm gonna hold you to it. Opening a jar. Can you do that? That'd be funny. Right. I've been so off my like TikTok game and social media game. I have not posted since the Taylor Swift concert. Oh my yeah, but you have such fun TikToks. I know. Back on it because it is something I have fun doing and I feel like I do have a knack for it, but it's hard to devote the time to it, I guess. Yeah, but you could come on, one, two videos a week. I'm encouraging you, okay? They're going to want it. They're going to want more right. from you after this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. try for you. For you. I'll try it. <laughs> okay. So what were your, th what were your thoughts on Sally going home on your season? Like, what do you guys remember at the time hearing about her? Um, <clears throat> we never even met her. So it was definitely weird when the um, contestant list came out and she was on it. Cause we were like, this girl was not here night one. Like, what is, why is she on the, the <laughs> contestant list? It's like, that doesn't make any sense. And a lot of the girls were like, that's silly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she wasn't there. Like, why is she listed? So we really didn't know what it was going to show until the episode came out because I'm not sure if any of us had even reached out to her until after the first episode aired. So you had no idea that there was even a Sally until it aired. Um, no, until the contestant list came out. Okay. So they announced the contestants before the um, season aired and she was on it. And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> so that was all like the first, um, the first we saw of her was the first episode. So what did you think watching her on the show? I remember thinking like, why is this taking up so much of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> because you're a I Bachelor took, fan. Like, you it should took know. like 30 minutes of the episode or something crazy. But that's, isn't that like what the show is? They just, they wanted the drama to hook everyone into the season. Right. And then in that moment, we're like, she's got to be back on Paradise. Like, there's no way that they will bring her back for Paradise because like, it is a TV uh -huh. show. Like, what's going to get the viewers? What's going to get people talking? Like, what's the buzz about? And like, they made so much hype and drama about her because she's not really a big like dramatic person like she doesn't do things just for like the cameras or anything like she's genuinely there for love but then they make it seem like a different way yeah but she, she has a um, <laughs> no you're, that's fine she has a shorter record than you you lasted longer than her both that's times. true she like, didn't make it to the rose ceremony either time. She didn't hey, even but make at it. Least she got offered a rose. She got offered a rose, though. And you haven't. <laughs> Correct. I have something for you. Just hold on one second. 
Okay, we're back. Do you have a feeling you know what I got? Is that a rose? <laughs> well, because I I literally saw on YouTube because I looked you up before. I was like, she's never gotten a rose. I have fake roses. So this is from your time on The Bachelor. Haley, will you accept this rose? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then for, for your time on Paradise, Haley, will you accept this rose? Yes, without a doubt. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I wish it could like actually go through the screen. <laughs> Maybe you, if you I know. If you would have had, do you have yours? That would have been so funny. It could have been a virtual thing. <laughs> I know if I had some, I don't though. I'm terrible at keeping flowers alive, plants alive, anything. Oh, these are fake roses. Oh, there you go then. Yeah, because I've done like skits. Like I've dressed up as, right. dressed, I dressed up as Sally once for Halloween. Amazing. Yeah, I did Queen Victoria. <laughs> I did Katie. I did Claire Crawley. I want to bring my skits back. It's fun. And like roses are low-key so expensive too. Like real ones. You buy a dozen roses, it's ridiculous. And then yeah. they and then they all die. But some people from The Bachelor, like not that you would know, but they get they frame their roses yeah. in Ziploc bags for like years to come. I wouldn't know anything about that. You wouldn't know <laughs> anything about that. Um, so overall your time on Clayton season, were you just like pissed off, devastated, and like what was your kind of thoughts watching it? Oh my gosh. I remember when I got sent home, I was like, this was a fever dream. What the heck was this? Because filming is so long and like we were freezing at the time. It was filmed during like a cold month and it was during COVID. So like everything, all the doors and windows had to be open. I just remember being so cold and like it was all night. And then to hear that I didn't get a rose, I was like just shocked. <laughs> And I'm glad they didn't show my exit interview because I was like not happy. Like at What'd all. What'd you say? I said something along the lines of like something along the lines of like <laughs> I should at least get it. a t-shirt. I should get at least get a t-shirt that said like went on the bachelor and all I got was this t-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Cassidy, I'm good friends with Cassidy. And she was like, I have such a vivid memory of like night the end of night one and you walking out and being like, This is bullshit. <laughs> like walking down the cobblestone road alone so like how does it work when you get no time like is it just that everyone was talking to him and it was just too busy <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of what it came down to so I don't really have control over it obviously if I had control over it I would have talked to him but I didn't so yeah everything happens for a reason though but I was very devastated and like upset about it because of like what I had built up in my head of like how it was gonna go I'm like oh I'm definitely gonna go super hard like I definitely like this could be my person like you go into it thinking like this could be my love story like I was one of those naive people that was like this could be my love story like so excited and then like to have it shot down like right from the gut and like be on a plane with your bags like within how many hours um was really tough I was so sad I had to go visit my parents my grandparents in Colorado to kind of like lift me up and like make mm -hmm. remind me like I have so much here like in my real life like I don't need that to like validate me because mm -hmm. I feel like I like let myself down even though I really didn't have control over it so it was a difficult time but when I went on paradise it was good that I had already gone through that because I didn't have those feelings attached to it as much where I I cared um mm -hmm. I was like obviously hopeful but I wasn't going to be broken if I did get sent home because I was like, I've been through it once. I can go through it again. It's not the end of the world. Um, <clears throat> and I had a lot of fun on Paradise because I did like eliminate all that like attachment to an outcome. That's so. fair. 
That's fair. It was yeah. like your it was still your redemption season. Well, now that Clayton is single and him and Susie didn't work out, could that still be your love story? Could you guys give it another shot? <laughs> um, I'm actually in a relationship right now. No so. way. <laughs> with Clayton? <laughs> Not Clayton. Nobody oh. from Bachelor's Bachelor Nation, unfortunately. <laughs> How did you meet? Fortunately, him? actually. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, hinge dating apps. Okay. That works. <laughs> They do work. This is breaking mm -hmm. news. I know. I haven't even soft launched him yet. You're this the first is... to hear about it. <laughs> this is like People <laughs> Magazine, E! News, Page Six, Zachary Reality. Like, this is this is big news. Oh, yeah. For sure. Were you surprised they asked you to go considering you were night one? Or did you, like, express that you wanted to go? I had, I had, I was hopeful that I would because I was making all those funny TikToks at the time. Like, I really was, like, posting a lot of TikToks about, like, the show and about going on paradise and like I feel like I did receive a lot of love for a night winner mm -hmm. where people were like oh like bummed to see you go you were like in my top what did they call it the brackets um, yeah brackets and so I feel like I got a lot of love for a night winner and I don't know if they took that into account or what but I don't know I was surprised but also just like okay, yeah, like, we'll just roll with it. It was it was so much fun because I was able to kind of just be myself. And that was the biggest thing where when I was on Clayton season, I, I felt really shy and, like, in my shell. And, like, I had to kind of watch what I was going to say because, you know, it's going to be on television and whatever. And on Paradise, I kind of let myself loose a little bit, which maybe I got a little bit of hate for with the lace comments. What did you say about her again, that she was, like, old? Oh, I said, like, she's already had her time or something, or... Yeah, yeah but, like, like honestly, honest. like, you weren't wrong. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, so. but I try, I try not to be, like, a, um, like, a mean person. Yeah, but that's not even mean. Like, she was, she literally was the only person from the show six years ago. You're just stating the obvious. Like, it's obviously, like, it's always going to be her time to find love. Right. But isn't it all of our, all of our times? It's always our time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I kind of just let it fly for Paradise. I was like, I'm just going to say what I want to say. I'm going to drink what I want to drink. I'm going to talk to who I want to talk to because, like, this is my time. And I did, like, make a few connections on the beach. Obviously, like, they don't, they only have so much time in an episode to show things. And, like, they, they're great at what they do, like, creating episodes and creating a story and stuff. So mm -hmm. it wouldn't have made sense to, like, show my story because it was cut short so quickly. I wish I had shown more of the happy times because I had a lot of fun, but I feel like they showed a lot of me crying. No, I, I just remember seeing so much of you narrating, especially that one episode. Like you yeah. had so much camera time. And remember, like I was living for it on my Twitter, on my TikTok. I was like, this is Haley's season. We are team Haley. Like <laughs> I was so excited. What was that like watching it back being like, wow. Oh, like, it was it was anxiety inducing. I was like, why is my face not leaving the screen right now? It's like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, show somebody else. I'm like, here and there, like, let's have a snippet. But like, it was nonstop, like that second episode. Nonstop. But I think that's like a good thing because they knew you had a personality, but you just, I guess you weren't part of the story, but they still <laughs> wanted to incorporate you because you really were hilarious. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you were so funny. We were cracking up. Me, remember, I, I used to work at Shared News and we would do the recaps of all the episodes and we were always Team Haley. Even in, on Clayton season, we were like, we just thought you were so funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember like listening to your podcast and then your little YouTube video that you did about the episode too and you guys were just like hyping me up and I was like this makes me feel so good and like seen right now we saw you at the same time I feel like I did get a lot of like 
I don't know if hate is the right word because I don't want to say that I was like hateful, but a lot of like people being like, who is this girl just like coming in here? Like nobody knows her, <laughs> which is fair. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's all just like be excited for the new girl. Okay. <laughs> let's give her some props for getting here. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I can understand like why you would look at that like sometimes, but I also feel like Twitter and like the, the nation, they're really sarcastic. Like, I think they're just like teasing with love. Yeah. Yeah. they're just trying to be funny they're like who is this and like you just wouldn't get off the screen but like, you were a night one or so like everyone's just like how did she become the star of the show just like instantly right and they're like oh she must be a big in the season if they're giving her this much airtime from the beginning nope i Sorry, was like <laughs> i i think i hashtagged Haley for bachelorette like there was a campaign going around <laughs> it was there that would be a sight to see Mm -hmm. I don't think I could handle it. I think that would be too much pressure. I'm not a good decision maker. Yeah. I don't know, like props to the bachelors and the bachelorettes because like decision making and like cutting people must be so difficult. Obviously, I know like you obviously can have a spark from the beginning and know certain people you want to keep, but also eliminating. I'm too much of a people pleaser. I would probably be like, I want to hurt these people's feelings. <laughs> Are you watching? You're not watching charity season. Are you like keeping up at all? I'm keeping up on social media. So with the memes and like recap videos and things. So, you know, I've seen the guy with like the earrings mm. and like the dude who took a nap and the dude who was mm. knitting and like things yeah. like that. So I just see little like pieces on my timeline. Yeah. Just so I'm enough. kind of in the loop. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your favorite bachelor of all time since you've been watching since Sean's? Who's your favorite bachelorette? And then who is your favorite um, couple? Favorite bachelor. It's tough because... I am a big Sean, Lowe, and Catherine yeah. fan, but theirs was the first season that I watched, and I just love, like, their family. I think he's so funny, and she's so funny, and their kids are adorable, and, like, so from that perspective, loved it, but, like, the most dramatic Bachelor season, I would have to say Pilot Pete. Mm. Like, that season was wild, and it was yeah. so entertaining to watch, and it was, like, oh my gosh, like, why is he choosing this girl? But it was also, like, fun to watch because it's fun to be like, dude, what the heck is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then favorite Bachelorette, I, I love Hannah Brown. Mm. I think she was great. She's an icon. I got to interview her last year um, at the Special Forces carpet when she was on that show, and I was just like, wow, this is bucket list. <laughs> That's so exciting. Um, I think I saw, did I see on Instagram that Tyler Cameron is also doing the Special Forces thing? This, the word on the street is that Tyler is doing it, Nick Vile, and then do, I don't know if you watch Vanderbump Rules, but Tom Sandoval, those are like the three names that we seem to have. So that'll be a big season for that then. Yep. So, so Hannah um, kind of broke the ground with that, though, Bachelor people going on that show. She did. She did. And Ashley I is actually going on Stars on Mars. She just got announced this week. Exciting. Yeah, it's so exciting because I work for Fox. So whenever they can bring any Bachelor Nation people over, I get so excited. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I know a lot of people have talked about, too, like being interested in, I don't know what TV channel does this, but the Big Brother Yeah, CBS. Mm -hmm. would you ever go on I don't another know if I would show I don't know like maybe something like that like a competition type but obviously not nothing dating I don't think yeah. I I don't know but also that's hard to say because I'm in a relationship right now and I'm like in that mushy gushy phase where I'm like uh -huh. oh I want to see you um, on Traders have you ever seen Traders on Peacock oh you'd be so <laughs> good on that show um Ari was on it last season it's basically like three people go undercover 
and like eliminate people each night and the people who aren't uh-huh. traders have to like figure out who the traders are and eliminate them before they get eliminated oh that sounds chaotic and fun <laughs> the bachelor does show you a lot of like how tv actually runs and because you obviously only see so much which was really eye-opening. So that's why I think like having been on the show in the first place and then going back to Paradise, it's a lot easier because you're like, okay, I already know what to expect. So I feel like also going on a different type of competition show would be kind of the same thing where you're like, okay, I know how interviews work. I know like mm-hmm. how things are kind of run and they're making a TV show at the end of the day. Did you go to the Women Tell All or the Bachelor in Paradise reunion or did they not invite you to those? Neither? I wasn't invited to either. <laughs> Which one would you have wanted to be at if you could pick? Um, Probably Bachelor in Paradise because I feel like I had more connections there friendship wise. I was talking to Genevieve a lot as a friend when I was there. I was close with, I've hung out with Hunter quite a few times and obviously all the guys like I love them like Andrew Spencer is amazing. Michael mm-hmm. A is super chill like all the guys and at the time when Brandon and Serene were together on the beach I remember them just being like they were a power couple from the beginning and I remember them just like being so encouraging to me and being like oh my gosh like I'm so mm-hmm. sorry like when when Logan got the date card or Shanae got the date card and asked Logan and I think Brandon immediately looked over at me and he was like, are you okay? And like, they were just so sweet and supportive. And like, I just feel like everybody on paradise is so incredible. Um, so I would have wanted to be at the paradise dream for sure. Clayton season, I wasn't there long enough to really, you know, have a say in like things that had happened during that season. I mean, and neither was Sally, but she's, they still made sure she was there. <laughs> <laughs> What did you right. what did you think of Brandon and Serene breaking up? I feel like that was like really shocking. I was shocked by it too because I'm I don't really speak to them, you know, in real life unless like I happen to see them when we're all out in San Diego or something like that, but I haven't seen them since Paradise, so I found out about it through social media and I was kind of sad, but also I can understand that maybe the pressures of like having a public relationship must be difficult and transitioning into like a real life like Mm -hmm. all the stressors that come with real life that you don't think about when you're on the beach and it is sad because I feel like I did see a little bit of their love blossom from the beginning and I always wish the best for people and I hope that like it works out so it was like sad to see yeah but hopefully they're both thriving and happy right now if it didn't work for them you know for sure what do you think was like the saddest bachelor breakup for you as since as you've been watching since Sean's season, which one just like really tore you apart? Like Ben Higgins oh and Lauren, um, Peter and Maddie. I'm trying to that? think about all the seasons that I watched. Who was I really? Oh, Tasha. Tasha and Zach. Yeah, I really, I loved Tasha's season. I almost forgot about her season. I thought her season was so good. I thought she was an incredible bachelorette. And I just thought her and Zach were so good together. And I don't know, I just loved them. So it was sad yeah. to see them break up. It was so sad for everybody. I can't wait for Tasha to write like a memoir one day. I feel like we're all waiting for it. Oh yeah, I would read it. She's great. I think I saw something else on like Instagram about her ring, looking at rings with a man that she's dating. Yeah, I did see that too, but who knows? Any merit to it. Anyone could just look at rings with someone, right? Right. <laughs> I'll take my boyfriend to go look at rings with me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, overall, your time on The Bachelor has come to an end. We'll be, we're never going to see you on another show. You have a boyfriend now. What did you learn from the experience? 
Honestly, I learned a lot because in my head, I had always had it kind of on a pedestal of like something that I wanted to reach. Like I said, I was a Bachelor fan from early days and I was like, I'm going to go on this show one day. It's going to be incredible. Like I'm going to find love and like be like this social media presence if I'm lucky too, and like have like everything all together. I know a lot of people don't talk about that part of it, but like yeah. it is part of it. Um, and I was like, oh, like this is, is going to be great. Like that would be perfect for me. And um, kind of realizing over the past year or so that like it wasn't really as fulfilling to me. Like even when I would go to like the parties with everybody from the franchise and like going on a yacht and like there was a lot of alcohol involved and like trying to, it was like a constant like trying to prove that I was somebody or like make my presence known and like be liked by people um that it wasn't really my scene so <laughs> obviously there are people from the franchise that I am still close with like Sam Jeffries and Lindsay Dobbs and Ivana Noble and all of them and Cassidy Tidbrooks mm -hmm. obviously but um now I'm just kind of like experience I've gotten a lot of really good friendships and I'm not really interested as much anymore in trying to be involved in like the image that I put out to the world or like I need to be at this event because everyone who's anybody's going to be at this event and I need to go here because this person's going to be here and then I can take a picture with them like yeah. not having that so high up on like what's important in life because now it's like I'm content here at home and like at the end of the day I'm kind of a homebody and I like reading my books and going to the gym and like taking care of my kids at the hospital and like that's fulfilling to me and like it was something that in my head was really built up to be such a big thing and important and now it's like that's not really what's important like yeah. what's important like the core friendships that I build what I have in my life and like what I'm doing and the way that I can impact the world in like a positive way and like not just about like posting ads or that I'm with like full person yeah for I sure <laughs> I mean I think that's a really great perspective to have because like you know chasing bachelor nation success and love like a lot of people do you know it doesn't always work out for everybody and it's could be seen mm -hmm. seen as like high school sometimes and reality tv is you know a whole nother world so I think that's great that you like got a taste of it you had your world when you grew from the experience and now you're back to doing what you love and you're dating a new guy and everything everything seems to be great so what do we have coming up like what is your summer looking like what are your, some of your you know short-term goals I have a lot of weddings to go to over the next few months cool and I've just been really busy honestly in my relationship mm -hmm. he has two kids of his own so it's a lot to kind of transition to I volunteer at my church all the time now I work with the high school kids there which is really fun for me because I get to be a leader in that way Cool. Um, yeah, nothing else too crazy. I also gave up alcohol this year. What? You're sober? So, yeah, as of, I wanted it to be a New Year's resolution, but then I slipped up on January 8th. So as of January 8th, I am. For the, you're going to do the but whole yeah, year? So I wanted to do a whole year just as a challenge for myself because I'm naturally a very shy like person. Very, I have a lot of social anxiety, so I felt like I lent, leaned on it. A lot more than I should just to facilitate conversation and things like that and then I got to the point where I was like am I in the environment I need to be in or am I having to drink to have a good time like if I have to drink to have a conversation with this person is this even somebody I should be having a conversation with and mm -hmm. trying to like 
rewire my brain into like being more more picky about who I spend my time with and like the type of events I go to that are you know life-giving rather than draining emotionally and like energetically so yeah that's awesome yeah it sounds like you give back a lot and that you have a big heart and that you have a good head on your shoulders so I'm glad that everybody kind of got to know you a little bit deeper than the girl who was eliminated on night one. <laughs> I mean, I love that title too, but yeah. <laughs> well, that will be the name of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I respect it. I'm here for it. Support it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, really appreciated you. Where can everybody follow you? Because they're all going to be running through your TikTok immediately now. Um, obviously. Uh, so my TikTok, actually, I don't remember what my TikTok handle is. I'll put I think it, in it still hails. Below. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it in the link below. And then um, my Instagram is just my name, Haley Malice. I love it. Okay. Well, everybody go check out Haley. And thank you all so much for listening or watching. Do not forget to give this video a thumbs up, leave a review and subscribe. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.